Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 317, Feb 5, 2020. This is the second day in a row uh, that we set a record in 2005 at 51 degrees and 27 below on this day in 1979. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi. Hi, Joe. How are you? All right. Uh, let me get this... Uh, Jump right into a fracas. I don't know how to feel about last night. Well, I'm going to help you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lee wants us to know, though. He says, hail the flashlight, King. Hail, hail you. you. So you were complaining. Maybe this should be more directed at you, Johnny. But Uh-oh. We, okay. shared, we shared some of your sentiments. Uh, so you were complaining. <clears throat> excuse me. So you were complaining about President Trump not standing for the national anthem prior to the Super Bowl. I think the news story stated he was at a party. I was at home watching on TV. I didn't stand because I wasn't there. When I am at the event, I stand. Otherwise, I do not. Get it? When you are at the event, you stand. If not, who cares except the haters? Oh, well, I, I, you I know what? disagree with most of that. Oh, I don't at all. I was under the impression that he was there in a suite somewhere. No, it's a, it, was it was at a, home. Mar- oh, it was Mar-a-Lago. Completely off the hook. But everybody Mar-a-Lago. else in the room was standing. Do you stand? I don't stand at home. No, no, of course no, I, I don't. I'm, well, why would I'm also not the president of the United States oh, in front oh. of 150 other people. Okay, Nancy Pelosi. And I'm, I also didn't sit and piss and moan about football players kneeling when it played. You know, Boom. okay, Johnny, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a little bit if you are the president. Yes. Okay. And the national anthem is going and you are at a football party. Uh-huh. Uh you shouldn't be dancing. How about that? I I I want to move on. Okay, because we have bigger fish to fry. But that is a distinction from yeah, being guys, at the stadium versus what? I thought you guys told me shut up about this yesterday. Now you're making me do it again. Well, I, I, shut I, up again, Johnny. I just wanted to get that email out All of right. the way. Well, I disagree with most of what he said. So. Yeah, the Lake Detective will be coming up uh, fairly soon on today's show because I've gotten many verbal questions and many emails about the condition of Minnesota's lake ice this winter, uh, it being slushy. I was told in a tweet from him that he has some, some inside, inside information inside on your topic. All right, State of the Union. Uh, Trump should have shaken Pelosi's hand. And I, uh, her tearing up the speech, I have a different take on it than most people. Okay, uh, start with A. The handshaking? Yep. Well, it was a Bush League move not to shake her hand. He I didn't even agree. shake Pence's hand. You come in the room, it's a big deal. Have some decorum. Hi, here, Mr. Vice President. Here's an olive branch. Speaker of the House. Uh, let me shake your hand. We don't get along, but we're professionals here. Well, they're not, though. And, okay. And <laughs> there's that, yes. Shaking her hand would not have diminished one word of his speech. It would not have weakened him or lessened him in any way. So I don't know what's going through his mind. I guess he's thinking this is the woman who's been trying to impeach me and uh, – the hell with her. I'm not going to shake her hand. I still think it was a Bush League move. As for her, 
uh, tearing up the speech at the end, I have a different take on it. It was to me, it was almost like she said, saying to herself, "I'm throwing in the towel." We, Iowa screwed up. We, we, the impeachment didn't work. Nothing's worked. We're stuck with this buffoon. I've had it. I'm done. Tear up the speech. Let's go. We can't beat him. We got nothing. That's how I took it. I think you're the only person that saw it like that. The rest of us saw it as a childish act of defiance well, and a reaction to him not shaking her hand. Well, then then there was uh, childish behavior enough to go around. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they both need to grow up. I, you retweeted some guy named Eric Erickson, yeah. and he hit it out yeah. of the ballpark with the tweet. The president should have shaken Pelosi's hand. Pelosi should not have ripped up the speech. This isn't hard, children. Right. Does a, does her ripping up harm equal or it, it better? Does, it her doesn't, cause? I don't think it does anything. I don't think it does anything for, for either one of them. All it does is make us, the public, more dismayed. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, don't you think? Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure the future. I mean, of course, Republicans are going to sure rip that up. Sure, and, and Democrats are going to be, yeah, she showed him. Uh, if, if, if you, it gets us nowhere, right? Well, it, to me, in the, in the in ranking it among the problems we face, it's about number one trillion. Right, <laughs> right. I, I, okay, it's yeah. the least of my problems. Okay, okay. She, uh, I think, uh, if I may, I think Tommy James said it best. Yeah, what did he, he say? Do you remember what he said? No. Children behave. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, that's way that's, too high for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, far more troubling and far more symptomatic of what's really taking place as the mystery seeps into all corners of convention and tradition is that Omar and Talib, two members of the squad, AOC didn't even bother to show up, which is fine with me. They couldn't stand. Even when, uh, but I mean stand up, they did not stand up when uh, the Tuskegee Airman Charles McGee was introduced. Did they not? 100-year-old oh, yeah. Charles McGee. Uh, virtually everyone oh. stood, but the... Uh, the uh, I didn't know that. Tlaib and Omar did not. After more than 130 combat missions in World War II, he came back to a country still struggling for civil rights and went on to serve America and Korea and Vietnam. On December 7th of 2019, Charles celebrated his 100th birthday. A few weeks ago, I signed a bill promoting Charles McGee to Brigadier General. And earlier today, I pinned the stars on his shoulders in the Oval Office. General McGee, our nation salutes you. Tlaib and Omar broke with their fellow squad member, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, in actually attending the president's address, but they couldn't stand up for this man. That goes super fog. That is... Wow. Well, they're both to be groin kicked right now. Okay, we can tell me when you're ready. This is a groin kicking. Is that a new foghorn? It's a super fog, yeah. Super fog. Wow. found a super. I, I like the word double. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I, I got oh, okay. to set it Look at it. I got my pencil. You're gonna gonna set, he's going to set this baby know, up. 2, 5, 20. Yep. Groin. Uh, Tlaib, Representative uh, Rashida Tlaib and Representative Ilhan Omar, you failed to stand for a 100-year-old black man who gave his entire life to the service of this country. Three wars deserves this. Oh. There's two of them, remember. That was Ilhan's. That's your second party of the year. Yeah. That's Tlaib. You know what? Three's a charm. Didn't you say... <laughs> 
You said World War II, Korea, mm-hmm. and Vietnam. Vietnam. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Th- them not standing, that is just a blatant, un-American offensive. But they are un-American. And that's the deeper, deeper that's, problem yeah. this country faces. How do yeah. the people that's in their party not... How doesn't Pelosi go up to them and grab them by the ear and jerk them out of their chair? I think she's dissatisfied with them. I think she's yeah. disappointed by them. They have no business being in Washington. No, none, none whatsoever. They're not helping the cause. Wow. I, you know, I can see them. There's a many, many of uh, the president's remarks uh, could have compelled them to remain seated. And that uh, I, I would have been cool with that. Absolutely. I would have been cool with that. But what? how could you possibly not have some fondness in your heart for a 100-year-old Tuskegee airman? Or or the uh, soldier that was brought back early yeah. to reunite with his family in the gallery, <laughs> yeah. and, and they they look they here's what we need at the at the State of the Union speech. We need cameras on these people so we can the American public can see for themselves. I had to track this down. You know, I got an email. They didn't stand. Well, that's not enough for me. I had to find out, right. and I did. I did. What's, What's your source? What was my source? You're right. Just like the football games, when they, uh, if uh, somebody is in the audience or watching the game, they focus on them to see if they pick their nose or drink a beer or do whatever. <laughs> uh, Omar and Talib by John Cage, Feb 4, 2020. Uh, I don't know what site this is, but it was not the Daily Wire, which also had it. And uh, so I verified. It, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't stand, but I find that behavior is. Uh, that's far more child. It's you know what though? That's not childish. It's behavior. beyond childish. Yeah, it's no. not childish it's behavior. It's unprofessional. It's wicked behavior. Would you okay. call it hate? Yeah. I would. Okay. Then I want to read you something. Minnesota's delegation reacts, and they have reactions from Omar Stauber, Hagedorn, and McCollum. Uh, Omar says this impeached president is not legitimate. I am attending tonight's address not to confer any legitimacy on his actions, his statements, or his presidency. I am attending on behalf of all those targeted by this president to say, here it is, we are greater than hate. My presence tonight is resistance. Well, she is hateful. But she's there for hate. And we don't even know if she's a legitimate citizen. Right. He's a legitimate president, whether you like it or not. But we don't even know if she's a legitimate citizen. If she, in fact, is greater than hate, she would have been on her feet applauding this guy. Mm -hmm. Because America... That guy is a true American. How about the scholarship? (laughs) And again, this is all theater. We all understand that. This is all theater, and it's all political theater. Uh, But Trump uh, manages to sound like he created out of his own pocket a a scholarship for a young black uh, girl uh, to attend the school of her choice in Philadelphia. Right. Well, isn't that what you all stand for, squad? Is it, are, mm-hmm. are you right. uh, empowering the aren't women? Aren't you trying and, to empower young women, particularly young women of color, and you want them to get a great education and advance through society, empower. and they can't acknowledge that? Right. Again, I understand how these things work, and there are many, many uh, statements where you'd sit because the, you know you're saying to yourself, "I'm not buying this Don't BS." Buy it. Yep. But how do you not buy a Tuskegee Airman? Impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. When you're listening to that, how does your mind tell you, don't clap, don't stand up? It, it's it's there's, impossible. You have to really have to be out of touch. Does she not know the story of the Tuskegee Airmen, I, I the would, Red Tails? I would, I would believe that she might not. 
that the, they came back, got out of the service, and resu- they were uh, America resumed crapping on them, right? Treating them off. These were men of color, uh, and they were war heroes yeah. and big, huge, giant testicles. Oh, wheelbarrows! Jeez, yeah. mm-hmm. wheelbarrows! And they came home, and the ones that got out of the service were treated awful. See you Tuesday, you know. Well, she was up there with a little hat on and a smirk on her face and couldn't bring herself to acknowledge this. So you uh, people that live in the congressional, (coughs) 5th Congressional District, oh, I wish you'd wake up. I I know you're not listening to this show, but I I really, (laughs) I really wish somehow something could get to them and they would would wake up. Did did you see... uh, Keeping in mind with the hypocrisy and the dreadful nature of this, the the presidential candidate senators they didn't bother to show up, did they? They were <laughs> I in, didn't uh, see it. Yeah, they were in. I don't uh, think so. New Hampshire, or whatever. Uh, great video of Elizabeth Warren landing in Des Moines Monday night. I suppose she had to be in Washington during the day. So she's got the 13-seat Lear, whatever it is, right. it, to get there in time for the caucusing. And uh, as she gets off the plane, she realizes she's being filmed. So she ducks down between two staffers and kind of shuffles along behind him, <laughs> behind them, hoping that, that that's fooling people. Pay no mind to this tree <laughs> moving with the bushes. Pay no attention to this private jet I just flew in on, because I'm here to tell you, you better damn well take a bus to work oh my God. to save the earth. Kind of like a mafia don being ushered out Absolutely. of the courthouse into Absolutely. a limo. <laughs> oh, this is just, there's just so much. It's just we, so uh, pathetic. We also had a U.S. representative from Wisconsin who didn't stand for the Tuskegee Airmen. Really? Mark Pocan. Uh-huh. He's a Democratic congressman from Wisconsin. He also sat for the Tuskegee. Wow. Uh, How, why? I have no idea. Wow, there's no justification for that. It has he's, nothing he's, to do with Trump. He's an extremely strong lefty, but so what? So what? So exactly. is the squad. They're yeah. not lefties. They're Marxists. I guess Marxists don't have hearts. Hmm. Wow. Do they have a heart? They ain't got no heart. They ain't they got go, no heart. They go Tin Man. They go Tin Man all the way. They got nothing right here. Mm-hmm. Nothing right here. Oh, man alive. What difference does it make who the president is exactly. when you're acknowledging a Tuskegee Airman or a warrior who's returning home and grabs his kids in the aisle? And, and uh, I could have done without uh, the rush ceremony. Uh, if Trump wants to do that at the Oval Office, that would have been fine with me, I guess. But... You know, I it don't. Did, it did somewhat resemble a game show for part of the speech. Hey, was, come on down. Yeah. It's all theater. It's all. It was all political theater. But you know, Trump hit a lot of balls out of the park too, yeah. like oh, the economy doing uh, thriving. You know, people like Van Jones are warning, and so is Carville, are warning the Democratic Party that you people are you people are not taking this guy seriously. He is. He is working for black people in real time. He is. He's appealing to black voters. He's steering money to black colleges. Black unemployment's the lowest it's been in a long time. Now, you might look at that that guy and think, how could this bumbling fool uh, actually be appealing to black America? But he is and will continue to be. And the likes of Carville and Van Jones are saying, you're stupid to ignore this. Right, you're right. really stupid to ignore this. I saw James Carville yeah. interviewed, and that's exactly what he said. Right. Well, Do not. This is he's bigger than you think. That's because right. Because he's helping more people behind the scenes, not just with this new inner city program. Is okay. it because he's doing uh, what you preach? Uh, he's treating black people like 
citizens, yes. like human beings, that and instead of second class and, and poor and helpless. Yeah, and that, and he stripped away a lot of uh, reg- rules and regulations that make employment so difficult. And he's, uh, But he's... I don't think he has anything against black people. He would just as soon, he would just soon have their vote, <laughs> right? And according to the Democrats, he's the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, right. he's the worst. <laughs> yes. But black America, as I've said for uh, years on this show, what have they done? What has the left done for you? And you people, I'm going to say this every day until the election. Bernie Sanders. House of Representatives, 1991 to 2007. U.S. Senate, 2001 to the present. Name me anything he's done for you. Name me one uh, accomplishment. Something about... Uh, he renamed a post office. Yeah, a post <laughs> office. That was a remarkable day in our history, Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, uh, I, I, I think black America would just as soon be served by a president who uh, uh, acknowledges their need for employment. and, and uh, But also, I think what... In the last couple of years, the Reverend, uh, uh, what is it, Tim? Yeah, uh, Christopher. Christopher. Guys like him, the message, uh, it's not evident in, in inner city where the guys are shooting each other, but I think they're finally reaching out to some of the elders saying, you know, guys, let's at least take a look at this. Let's not strictly vote Democrat, and they're not, Republicans are bad. Well, let, me see they can I, help let me see if I can put the Trump black America relationship into Trumpian words. Okay, careful. It's tremendous. He doesn't give a bleep about him. He doesn't give he doesn't care if you like him. Mm-hmm. He he does he doesn't care uh what you think of him. Okay. Uh but he doesn't look at you as an entity that needs his fawning pandering that you need his fawning pandering help. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You're just you're another citizen that uh, I just soon have working, and uh, so the I, numbers if, are right. The economy. If, if you good. like me, I don't care. If you don't, I don't care. But I'm not I'm not trying to keep you on some reservation the way you've been kept on a reservation in this country for a hundred years by these pandering fools who have done nothing for you. Right. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> Is he going to get reelected? I, yes. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to play that long game right now. I have no idea. I mean, but, well, I'm really nine months away. Who he runs against. But, but look at it this way. Look at it this way. Between. They're not coalesc- the Democrats are not coalescing behind any one candidate. No. They have yeah. no message, no message whatsoever, except we hate Trump and we like socialism. That's their message. I don't think that gets you elected in America. It's going to eventually when the mystery just steamrolls all of us. Mm-hmm. It will. But I don't think we're at that point yet, ironically, because of Trump. So he has fallen into this blindly, or this could not have been part of the plan? I'm not sure there's ever been a plan. Well, then he stepped into a plan. Do you think there's a plan, John? This is just him. Somebody wringing their hands behind the curtain going, ah, my evil plan is working. (laughs) No. So you don't think that he purposely tried to, to to be the savior to fly over country, middle America, the great unwashed, the people that have been ignored for years? You don't think he was purposely playing into their hands? That's the people who were with him steered him in that direction. He doesn't know where Kansas City is, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's go get the lake detective. We can do that. Winter, right. winter report.
Detective. Lake. Detective. Lake. Detective. Lake. Detective. America's only Lake Detective, who has made the successful transition from daily radio to daily podcast, the one and only Steve McComas, Blue Water wow. Science, our Lake Detective. Thank you so much, Joe. Always a pleasure. Are you in the office? I am hunkered down, you know, in that mahogany-paneled office with the sunlight coming through the fritted window, uh, you know, a door on, with the fritted glass on the uh, on the door. Are your feet up on the desk? Feet are up on the desk. I got that little flask right next to me just for a little, um, you know, uh, afternoon delight. Is the long-legged blonde out front monitoring visitors? She's taking all calls at this point, yes. <laughs> and your gun is safely uh, in your possession. It's in the – well, actually, during the day like this, I'll put it in, inside that wooden desk in yep. that secret yeah. uh, little drawer. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of questions about and that's also made the local uh, some of the local news channels uh, resort uh, resorts for example are complaining that people can't go go out on the ice I, I uh, because of the slush and I had a uh, my brother the other day told me he was walking his big dog out on white bear and the dog bound ahead of them and disappeared into the water and <laughs> and and they got it back the dog's okay uh, and everybody wants to know what is going on wow it's been one of those years Yes, and it is widespread, north and south, or central, all the way up north as well. In fact, you're right, they're closing some of the ice roads. Uh, folks are having trouble getting out to their ice houses mm-hmm. to fish. So what's happening is early in the year, we had some snow, then we had some melting, then we had some more snow. The snow is an excellent insulator and also adds weight to the ice. The ice is going to have natural cracks in it, but with the weight of the snow, Pushing down on the lake ice, water comes up through the cracks. Yep. And because the snow is an insulator, it doesn't melt. I got gotcha. you. It doesn't freeze. That's so it. You have all this slush. Yep. And then you have more slush, and that continues with more weight, and it's you know it continues to exert that downward pressure. Water's coming up, and so we're we're stuck. Is the basic ice thickness uh, suitable for uh, people in vehicles? Uh, yes and no. Okay. What happened is that we had the primary ice, the first ice on the lake, then the secondary ice comes in with those cold temperatures, and that is your best ice, the combination of primary and secondary ice. Yep. However, before we got a lot of secondary ice, we got what they call superimposed ice on top of that. That's the slush ice, and that is not nearly structurally as good. So even though we might have 10, 12 inches or more of ice, it's not. It's not real good ice. I understand. So it is a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit iffy out there right now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the wise counsel would be to stay off it in a vehicle. I would. I would. I would advise that if I'm going out. When I go out, I'm walk, I'm walking out there, and I always carry a big old rake with me because I'm always looking for things. But if I fall through, I got the rake there. Right. You know, lengthwise, at least hold me up. What do you mean you carry? What are you looking for? Seaweed. Yeah, I always when I pop a hole in the ice, I'm always. Putting a rake down to see what we got any zebra mussels down there. Do we got any plants? What are they growing? Yeah. Maybe always, some coins. Always, uh, yeah, we're always snooping around. Huh. Do, do you have cases in the winter? 
uh, on an as-needed basis. And actually, this winter it's coming up because we're losing dissolved oxygen in the in the in a lot of these lakes. And if we don't get some open water, if this ice, this bad ice extends into uh, March and even into April, we're going to get some winter kill. So we're starting to look at dissolved oxygen right now to see where it's at. And yeah. that that slush ice is really a good filter. It blocks a lot of sun from getting into the lake. And so without photosynthesis, we're getting more, you know, de- decay and decomposition, which is using up the oxygen faster than normal. LD, um, in some cases, is it simple enough just to remove the snow from the ice, or would you recommend cutting it open and, and, and putting some big, giant open areas in a, in a body you know of what? water? That's, that's, a great, that's a great point. When you have ice or you have dissolved oxygen that's almost, you know, bad or just barely bad, yeah, snow plowing, snow plowing the lake surface takes the snow off, lets better, lets more light in, and sometimes you get enough of an oxygen boost from the algae and plants to get you through. But boy, when it's falling fast, uh, plowing, snow plowing, Snow removal won't help. You need to uh, you need to get some air in there if you're going to save the fish. I've got one more for you, LD. Um, and up in Douglas County, I've never seen so many lakes that uh, don't have people driving on them. We've been suffering like this since yep. right from the get-go, December. But my question for you is: We have a body of water, a really small lake that we like to drain down. We open up the stop log structure every fall. And we drain it down as much as possible over the winter because we do want a fish kill, a minnow kill, and all of that. And we want really thick ice. Um, and I'm wondering about the advisability of going on a lake that uh, you've been draining all winter. I mean, it froze up in November, and it's still frozen. But the depth, I'm guessing, the, the water has dropped. That's going to create big air pockets, will it not? Yes, it does. Yep, I've, I haven't been on a lake like that, but I have talked to folks who've been out on a lake ice fishing. All of a sudden, there's a big release, the water goes out, and that whole ice sheet then collapses on you know yeah. well, could collapse back to the uh, water, the original water surface there. Why do you want to kill the minnows and the fish? Uh, it, it's a natural environment lake, and the fish and the minnows do harm to the what we call duck food, oh. the things that the ducks like to eat. And if you can get the fish and the game fish and the rough fish out of there, it will improve uh, the duck situation. And along that line, LD, we have a number of uh, not only mallard nests but uh, wood duck houses that we service every year in March. And it makes it really, really tricky on this particular uh, body of water because mm-hmm. we drain it every year, you know. Yep. But LD, it sounds like a, a classic case of biomanipulation of uh, ponds, correct? Ooh, I like that. Yes, that is what? exactly right. You're doing biomanipulation using Mother Nature. You're right. <laughs> yeah. What do you look for this spring? <laughs> what do you look for this spring and summer? Boy. I'm afraid we're going to have some flooding. It all depends on how fast that ice pack goes. But with this ice cover and the slush, one thing's probably going to be clear, and that is the the old invasive curly leaf pondweed oh, yeah. should be should have a reduced growth phase this oh. year because it's not getting any sunlight good, over the good, winter. Good, so good. That stuff is evil. Down, and, and then the native plants should do just fine. Everything comes back in June. No matter what, there's always there's always a couple of weeks there that are kind of iffy, but the fish will be spawning, and the plants will come back. I predict 
by mid-June. You're the man. You've never been stumped. And uh, thank you for the winter report, and we anticipate a spring report coming up before we know it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. The Lake Detective. The Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Lake Detective. Do you have any idea how difficult it is being the Lake Detective? He walks into the Knack Hardware Store to just pick up one item. Mm-hmm. He ends up standing in there oh, t- talking to people for 45 <laughs> minutes before they'll let him go. <laughs> I'm staying off the lake in my Alfa Romeo. And I'd stay off the lake in a little Fiat, and I'd stay off the lake in a Volkswagen. I'm talking about the tremendous vehicles available at Countryside. Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in uh, Maplewood, the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Alfa Romeo 2019 clearance sale underway. Great uh, warranties, great uh, returning uh, deals for less ease. They're clearing out the 2019 Fiats with discounts up to five grand off on the Spiders. I'm going to be out there either tomorrow or Friday kicking tires and getting in and out of cars and generally making a pest of myself <laughs> as I do when I visit the dealership. And then I always walk around where I'm not supposed to because uh, once in a while in the back, under a canvas, they might have a 4C, the Alfa Romeo 4C, which is one of the most exotic lovely and fascinating sports cars ever created. Uh, I'm talking about Countryside. It's a family generational dealership. We're in the third generation. They don't have 15 other dealerships. This is it. And they treat you with wonderful, wonderful service. I invite you to check out the inventory at Schmelz. That's S-C-H-M-E-L-Z. SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzFiat.com and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. If you're in that Porsche, Jag, Audi, Benz, BMW segment and you're looking for an SUV, you really, really owe it to yourself to check out the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. And when you're in the dealership, would you please mention that you heard about Schmelz Countryside on the Garage Logic podcast? And I'll sign you up for a Blue plate special nice. gift card, huh? Yeah. All right, we'll be back with Johnny Heights News. Not working. <laughs> Here's a man who can't figure out his computer, Joe Suchere. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm not getting any volume on this thing. I'll fix it. Uh huh. Gonna turn it up. It's up. It's up. It's on. It's up. Try it again. It might have to do with the on-air or audition. Here's John Height. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, before I get the news uh, to the news, let me tell you about uh, Mancetti's Pazza, uh, Pasta and Pizza. Uh, that is located uh, up in my neck of the woods, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard in Andover, right where Andover and Anoka meet, about a mile north of Highway 10. When you take the Round Lake exit, some brand new things I got to tell you about here. Some announcements from Greg and Rochelle Tigan up there. They're long time. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, <laughs> sifting through the nuts Attaboy, and bolts of life. God, On my way to Mancetti's. That's, that's what good. I do. Yeah. It's good because now I can start over time wise. No. Yep. <laughs> when I'm on my way to Mancetti's, uh-huh. I stop at the NAC Hardware. NAC hardware. Yeah. Uh, they have a special uh, coming up for Valentine's Day. They want me to let you know about. These are good on Friday the 14th and Saturday the 15th. If you eat in, 4 p.m. to close on Valentine's Day and all day on the 15th, 
two pasta dinners, spaghetti, rigatoni, whatever pot, uh, pasta you like, two beverages, that means beer and wine are included, and cheesecake to share, only 30 bucks for the whole works of that. What the hell? Come on. Take Come the, on. Uh, take, what? Take the sweetie up there. Also, uh, the same, same time frame, a dine-in pizza special also, medium-thin crust, heart-shaped pizza, two beverages... Heart-shaped pizza. Do you have to bring the wife? Can you? Well, you know. <laughs> Can he bring his girlfriend? <laughs> Two beverages. Again, that could be, could be beer and wine and a cheesecake. That'll only be $25. Those specials going on Friday the 14th and Saturday the 15th. Uh, one other thing they want uh, me to let you know about. Starting tomorrow, Thursday the 6th, they'll have a pizza board up on the wall. They want all garage logicians who eat at Man City's to go up there, say hi, sign the board, tell them who you are, where you nice. came from. Uh, so that'll be up on the wall starting tomorrow, uh, I think through Valentine's, if uh, if I remember what Greg told me. So uh, get up there and sign that. Mancetti. Do I have to use my own name? Because I'm going to use Joe's name when I go up there. Okay, that's, yeah. that'll work. Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard in Hi, Andover. I'm Sucere. Where's my free pizza? Where's my food? <laughs> <laughs> Not a good waiter. <laughs> uh, sports notes before we get to news. Uh, uh, trades. Local team is making trades. The Twins have acquired starting pitcher Kenta Maeda as part of a three-team trade with the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Maeda has been pretty good for the Dodgers the last four years. He's a Japanese native. He spent his entire career in MLB with the Dodgers, a 3.87 career ERA. Now, the Twins do give up uh, a, a guy they were touting as a phenom last year, Bruce Star Gratterall. That's what do you guy. think of this? I like it. I like right. it. Maeda will help them next year immediately. We don't know if Gratterall will ever amount to anything. If he does, well, so be it. Uh, he was traded as part of this deal to the Red Sox. The big part of the deal, former MVP Mookie Betts going from Boston to the Dodgers. How old is he? Who's that? Mookie. 29, I believe. He's is right, that all? Right in the, right in the wants, wheelhouse. But he wanted, he's got one year left on his contract. He wants to be a free agent. So that's why Boston. See, he was. I could have sworn he was 35 or older. Nope. Nope. Huh. That's Pretty good. damn good. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's really yeah. good. Uh, and as part of a massive four-team trade agreement, I, I don't know a lot of these guys because I don't follow the NBA like I used to, but the Timberwolves traded a bunch of guys, Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, Keita Bates-Diop, Shabazz Napier, and Noah Vonle. In exchange, they get back Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt, and a future first-round draft pick. I think that was a four-team trade, so... Uh, that's, Boy, that's, that's going to light them on fire, isn't it, Jim? They moved, they moved a lot of people, yeah. let's put it that way. Now to news, uh, a good story right away to kick off the news part of the segment. Officer Eric Matson able to take a deep breath and wished his wife a happy anniversary oh, Tuesday. Good. Wow, good. yeah. Saying, happy anniversary, Megan, I love you. A post on his... <laughs> a post on his Caring Bridge page states Matson was able to feed himself some chocolate pudding for the first time and is learning how to swallow again. He's continuing physical therapy, working on being able to stand and balance. <laughs> the way that's written makes it sound like he was having trouble specifically with chocolate pudding. Right. No. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. That's a good point. Who, Give who, him some more pudding. Oh, he's working on his swallowing. Yeah. We, are, we are making light of it because you are making progress, sir. Oh, the post uh, does say he wished Megan a happy anniversary, although speaking and making his words clear wears him out, according to the post. Matson, <laughs> Same with Rookie. <laughs> wait, Matson, wait. Matson also had a special guest. The Post said he was visited by a little girl named Sophina and mom. Sophina loves cops. Quote, 
And due to health concerns, is no stranger to hospitals. Matson was thrilled, according to the Post, to meet her. While responding to a report of a suspicious person back on January 6th, the officer was shot in the head. Robert Janowski is accused of shooting Matson. has been charged with first-degree attempted murder of a police officer. I'm so glad he's going to make it. Oh, that's awesome news. I hope he makes it... uh where he's functioning. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're shooting for here. With months away from its implementation, 62,000 Minnesotans applied for real ID in January. That, according to the latest numbers from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. I still have to do that. It's very easy if you go online and get everything. But you've got to bring about it. 14 million you, documents. You know, I did it this month. I'm one of the 62,000. Right. You don't All have right. to bring you it. You've got your passport. you got a birth certificate. you got, got your current license. card. You're, That's all you're you set. need. That's all you need. You're set. And, and something to prove you live at your address. Uh, How well, about a, ba- a property tax bank bill? Sta- yeah. yeah. Show go like this. Give me my no, car. No Give me a damn license. How about this? No need to sound so bitter, Joe. Right. But he's got to be the only person on that bill, right? No. Mine had uh, my wife and Oh, I. it did? Yeah. Okay. As well, as for, for example, an XL Energy bill or sure. something. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. What yeah. if I can't find my birth certificate and I don't have a passport? Uh, you just go down to There's Hennepin a variety County. of documents that would allow for your uh, inattentiveness. Here's what you should do. Go online, click on the Real ID thing. It'll tell you everything that you can take. There's a list of seven or eight things. Boom. You, you have to take it, your license test put, over? Put it. You do the same thing you always do. You do the I thing. Yeah. That's all. Oh. If you have everything with you in the folder, it took me 10 minutes. Huh. Uh, I, I handed her the stuff. She put it all in the computer. Went over, took my picture. I did the eye test. Uh, went back I wonder why you got one, because you refused to fly. Well, but if I have to, say yeah. for some reason, yeah. somebody drugged me and hit me over the head or right. something. dragged you onto then, a plane. Yes, then right. I would at least have one. I'll volunteer for that job. <laughs> Joe, I do want to mention, too, since you mentioned uh, your St. Paul property taxes, I was sent by a mole uh, something via text. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter joins Minnesotans for responsible marijuana regulation. Oh, wow. um, Prohibition strains our public resources and burdens taxpayers, I said see. Mayor Carter, All right. amongst other things. I just wanted to bring well, that up Well, he'll be you. coming up on today's show. Okay. The closer you get to the country's tallest building. Got it. We talked about the State of the Union a bit. It was it was a bit weird in places. It started with the president not shaking Nancy Pelosi's hand and then ended with her dramatically tearing up her copy of the speech. In between, some drama, weirdness. The president seemed to at times be doing a campaign speech against Barack Obama, Pretty much every comment getting applause from Republicans. Democrats sat quietly. Republicans also breaking into four more years, Chance. Fred Gutenberg, the father of a Parkland shooting victim and guest of Pelosi, escorted out of the State of the Union after he interrupted President Trump's speech by yelling during the president's comments about the Second Amendment. At times, the speech took on the feel of a game show with various prizes and awards, including Rush Limbaugh getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom in the middle of the speech. Uh, Several Democratic members of Congress didn't show up, and several left the chambers before the president was done. Among them, a former Marine and current Democratic congressman tweeting why he left afterward, accusing the commander-in-chief of neglecting America's military and maligning its service members. He is Seth Moulton, a representative from Massachusetts. He said he left after Trump, quote, a draft dodger who has mocked Senator John McCain. Gold Star families and soldiers with traumatic brain injury started talking about the good he's done for our military. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I swallowed wrong because I was going to say something. Yes. Don't say I anything. hope that trend continues that when somebody starts shouting during that, st- for or against, yes. they just remove them right away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, President Trump on the verge of acquittal by the Senate in end to only the third. You okay, Rick? I was so excited to get that line in. (laughs) (laughs) And the only the third presidential impeachment trial in American history, but coming at the start of a campaign for the White House, a majority of senators now expressing unease with Trump's pressure campaign, but there's nowhere near two-thirds support necessary in the Senate for the Constitution's bar of high crimes and misdemeanors to convict. Uh, We sort of have things worked out in Iowa. Well, partially, anyway. We have 100% yet? Not, Not yet. Early no- we may not have those, they said, till the end of the week. Early numbers showing Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders at the top of the uh, dr- uh, Democratic pile. Uh, Buttigieg with 26.8%, Bernie Sanders 25.2%, Elizabeth Warren 18.4%, Joe Biden 15.4%, and uh, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Klobuchar from Minnesota 12.6%. He's got to have a nickname, doesn't it? Doesn't he? Booty? Boots? Booty? I think it's Pete. Okay. Pete? But I was thinking more along like a, a hockey nickname. No, I know. What would they know, call booty, him on the ice? You know, boots? Uh, boots? If he was with uh, the booties. Wild, he'd be Boots. Boots? Yeah. yeah. Booty might Bo- be. Bootsy. 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 Yeah. St. Paul has opened applications for a new city-funded rent subsidy for low-income families with kids and one of seven. John, are you sure you want to open up this can of uh, giant uh, night crawlers? Well, why why uh, would sure I? you want to? Kenny, I don't know why I wouldn't. We had a uh, very long-winded discussion about this prior to the broadcast, and uh, I think we're going to hear more about it later. Oh, we? I think you will. Okay, well, let's, you know what? Let's skip it, and yeah. uh, we'll leave you to that story in a minute. Then. Yeah. Uh, Pier 1 Imports is closing more than half of its Twin Cities locations. Eight of the 12 metro locations are having liquidation sales with discounts up to 40%. That includes Egan, Eden Prairie, Coon Rapids, Oak Park Heights, Richfield, Roseville, St. Paul, and Shakopee. Stores in Burnsville, Maple Grove, Minnetonka, and Woodbury will remain open. In early January, the company announced it would close nearly 450 of its 942 stores. Macy's says it's closing 125 of its least productive stores and cutting 2,000 corporate jobs as the department store tries to reinvent itself in the age of online shopping. The store closures represent about one-fifth of Macy's' current total. Uh, this, uh, boy, this, uh, this story sounds funny, but when you watch the video, it's not funny. Driver and passenger in custody following a police chase Wednesday morning near the route of the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration uh, celebration parade that's taking place right now as we record. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas responded to the incident and told a local TV station it's unfortunate to have someone who is looking to do such a thing. Lucas said the driver is suspected to have been impaired and entered the parade route on the north end, wanting to go for a joyride there. Police had to use a number of tactics and maneuvers, including stop sticks to stop the driver. Uh, luckily, nobody was hurt. The reason, if you watch the video... He's in an area where there's a lot of people driving through, and they have to use a pit maneuver to turn him around. Ooh. Then about 15 police officers jump out with guns out while people are 12 feet away from them. Luckily, yep. nobody fired or right. anything, but right. it was that would scare the hell out of you. I'm surprised they didn't call that chase, given the uh, risk factor. Two, in, in Minneapolis, they wouldn't pursue him. Period. Yeah. Eh. Did it turn out that it, it was someone bent on mischief? Well, according, according to what the mayor said early, and this is all we have, is that they, somebody just wanted to go on a joyride on the parade route. Okay. So they thought they were being funny. So he was a little lit up. Yes. Yeah. 
Two men charged with drug trafficking might have done a better job. Uh, what's your school, Joe, for criminals? What, uh, the, the Gumption County Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. These fellas uh, should apply. That's wonderful. They're charged with <laughs> drug trafficking. Uh, they were hiding their wares using a package labeled bag full of drugs. Yep, that's, uh, we need them at a seminar. <laughs> they need a union. You yeah. go to school. Guys, we're trying to tell you, you, you don't advertise it. An apprentice program. You Check go glass. After five years, you become a journeyman. Wayne Mainway. <laughs> Check out your lights, your blinkers, your brake lights, headlights. Why, officer, it's a bag of drugs. Yeah. That's not mine. 34-year-old Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt were pulled over in Santa Rosa County on Saturday after a trooper clocked them uh, going 95 well, miles an hour. See, that's what I'm saying. On right Interstate there. 10 on the state's panhandle, according to the Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper determined that Reinhardt was the subject of an active felony warrant for violating probation in Orange County. He requested backup. Santa Rosa County Sheriff's deputy arrived to help out, and a canine alerted to the presence of contraband in the vehicle. Authorities found 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 kilograms of the date rape drug GHB, oh boy. one gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl, 15 MDMA tablets, and drug paraphernalia. Both men taken into custody and taken to jail. Uh, according to the deputies on Facebook, they wrote, Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read. Ah, Jeez, they had a real potpourri. A little cop humor there, huh? A little yeah. cop humor. Yeah. They uh, like to do that on Facebook. But right? it was like a smorgasbord. Uh, they had a little bit of everything. everything. Yeah. To prevent further spread of the coronavirus outbreak, Chinese officials have started using drones to scold citizens who were seen walking around outside not wearing a mask. In the footage, citizens can be seen walking in both busy areas and more isolated ones without wearing protective masks. A drone then flies over to them, addresses them over their loudspeaker, scolding them for not having a mask on. The person talking over the loudspeaker then advises them to either wear their mask or go home. In Connecticut, police are trying to identify a man captured on surveillance cameras stealing about $17,000 worth of merchandise from a gas station. What? Wait, wait. Seventeen? You wouldn't think a gas station, unless it was tires and stuff like that. Hang on. Guys, uh, cops say the guy had the job, was working there the overnight. He proceeded to steal tens of thousands of dollars worth of stolen lottery tickets, cigarettes, and cash on his very first and only solo overnight shift. Why didn't they just find wow. him and arrest him? Are you asking? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Why, why didn't they? Why, why didn't John? They? Well, the man was smart enough to steal his employment folder, which contained all his personal information, and the store's owner doesn't know the worker's name. Wow. <laughs> Classy joint. Wow. The guy's not so dumb, is he? I don't think they have a human resources department, do they? <laughs> and they still haven't nabbed him? They haven't, but they do have a very good pictures of him from the store's cameras. <laughs> That's his only mistake was not stealing the What's footage. What's a pack of cigarettes cost these days? I don't like even know. Ten bucks here now. Wow. Mother of Is God. that what you're paying? I, I don't smoke, Kenny. Oh. Unless I'm on fire. It's an old joke. But good yeah. afternoon, everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you, Rick. You're back. A 170-year-old man may be the country's oldest person behind the wheel. And he has something to say to folks who say he shouldn't be driving. Like, Get, Get out, out of my, my way! way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He says, of course, I'm a good driver. Uh-huh. Joe Newman of Sarasota, Florida, currently drives a bright red convertible. He's been cruising the streets for 90 years. 
Nowadays, he says he mostly goes for a spin while running errands in the neighborhood, and he likes to go on joy rides with his 99-year-old fiance Anita. Fiance, man, this is an optimistic guy. Mm-hmm. He's hot stuff, that babe. Anita agrees that Joe's a good driver. Uh, she says, though, she still has some reservations. She says, I close my eyes most of the time when he's driving. Uh, how old did you say he was? 107. Uh, good for him. Minus 107. Good for him. Equals nope. 1913. Newman said he always follows the rules of the road, paying strict attention to road signs and remembering to signal. He also pumps his own gas and checks the car's oil. He recently renewed his driver's license. Like you said, Joey's optimistic. It now will expire in 2022. As for, for him. As for a secret to living so long, simply keep breathing. Really? That's fascinating. So I didn't learn anything from that, but thank right. you. Right. <laughs> I was hoping like maybe it's a bourbon a day. or what kind, of, what kind of cars were around? Nineteen thirteen, very primitive. Nineteen thirteen Model Ts. Model uh, were, were Model Ts? Oh yeah, I yeah. thought it was around Model Ts for from about nineteen oh eight, somewhere in that vicinity. So before the uh, first, oh well, there's some nice rigs here. Ford Model A was twenty seven to thirty one. Well, actually, it was twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, and thirty one. But that's neither here nor there because we're going to take a break. Oh. Recently, you were inundated with countless home and auto insurance ads around Super Bowl time. Did you really listen to these ads? What were they trying to tell you? They are on your side. Let's hope. They've seen a few things. That's obvious. I truly don't know about you're in good hands or double check. What are we checking? They are only one company with one agent. No options. All of them. No options. Call the Canopy Group. Our message is clear. You get 16 companies and 20 professional agents. As home and auto insurance needs change, the Canopy Group will help you find another insurance company to meet your individual needs. No fancy ads, just the simple promise of providing you the best insurance company at the best price, year in, year out. New clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Call the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Hi, GLers. It's Dum Dum talking. Uh, I'm wrong on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm always willing to be crea- uh, corrected, and I'm going to have more on that later. I have a wonderful correction to make about a dumb thing I said yesterday. But uh, the thing I've been wrong about for quite a number of years is auto loader devices, things that load your magazine for your uh, handgun quickly. A friend of mine tried to demonstrate one of these, boy, a number of years ago. I'm going to say 10 years ago. And it turned out to be a bumbling Inspector Clouseau demonstration. I mean, there were rounds everywhere, and he was cursing, and it was a real disaster. So based on that experience and that one alone, I thought, nah, I'm going to pass on these autoloader thing deals. But when the guys I trust the most, that being the owner and the employees of DKMags.com in New Brighton, when they tell me they have the best ever handgun magazine loader in store – 
and they'll give me a free demonstration and prove, prove me wrong in a matter of seconds. I'm going to listen. They got my attention, okay? And then when they tell me, well, you're a GL or you get the GL or only discount of $29 plus tax, then I get excited and say, you know what, sell me four or five of them. <laughs> sell me everything you got uh, because that's a really dandy good price. And we're all due for another visit to DK Mags in New Brighton or even Monticello Pond and Gun. And if you want the good GLer-only price, be sure to tell them that you're a friend of Garage Logic. Uh, which, you know what, even if you don't buy the magazine, the handgun magazine loader, you're still going to get a lovely parting gift. They're an awesome part of our family, the GL family. I'm talking about Monticello Pond and Gun and DK Mags. Dot com And I thank them for being a part of the show. And since I'm talking about how dumb I am, Such, uh, I found out yesterday I can always tell when uh, I have a true friend on Twitter because they start the tweet out, hey, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out that this year's election is not during deer hunting. Well, I heard that or yeah. saw that. Yeah. So I have no yeah. excuse. That's yeah. wonderful. Right. Uh, so I just wanted to make that correction. Say, John uh, began to mention this in his news. St. Paul uh, City officials are announcing that they're going to provide uh, rent subsidies uh, with uh, to families with kids in schools. The the overarching contention is that kids who have to move too often during the school year, you know, find themselves in three or four schools, and it affects their performance. And if only they could uh, have housing stability, then they wouldn't be having these troubles in schools. So the city will give uh, the families who apply $300 a month for up to three years uh, okay, uh, and you have to go to a certain school uh, to get this. You have to go to either Benjamin E. Mays, Jackson Elementary, Maxfield Elementary, Dayton's Bluff, Achievement Plus Elementary. I think the world started to go downhill when we renamed all these neighborhood schools. John A. Johnson, Achievement Plus, St. Paul City School, St. Paul Music Academy. It's funded with $3 million from the St. Paul Housing and Redevelopment Authority's Housing Trust Fund. Well, that's that's tax money and local foundations. It will support up to 250 families for up to three years each. And qualifying families must have an income at or below 30% of area median income, $30,000 for a family of four, and should be paying 40% or more of their income for rent with no other housing subsidy. Uh, okay, where do our sensibilities well, lie? And my argument to you off the air was this isn't going to cost you any more than your outrageous taxes already cost you. Well, of course it will. Uh, this is only step one of the program. And here's the salon view of this. We want to make it clear that we want to remove the stigma of our families in need asking for help. And in this case, we have the support to give them when the help is requested. This is uh, St. Paul Super, Joe Gothard uh, said. Uh, but, but Kenny, if it's 300 bucks for three years today, uh, why is it going to be expanded to 500 bucks a month next year and include kids from from uh, more and more different schools uh i you know i don't want to be the guy who uh, i i agree that it would be difficult on a child to move three or four times during that's, the year that's what yes. pulled, that's what pulled my heart okay strings. but but i think that's a question that is distinct from just throwing money at that in other words why are you moving three or four times a year because you end up, you either can't afford the the property you're in, or you get kicked out for not paying rent. But right? presumably, you're you're in a property. Uh, let's say you're in property one, and you decide you can't afford that. 
uh, how do you keep finding lower and lower rents? Renting prices are a problem. And what's to keep a I suppose there'd be some regulation that would prevent a landlord from saying, well, you, I, I understand you just got 300 bucks. Guess what? Your rent just went up $250. Matthew, you're good at math. Uh, math. I want you to do a, a figure for me. What is 40% of $30,000? <laughs> 30,000 times it, it's got to be like 12 grand, 12 grand. 12, 12, yeah. 12 grand? Yeah. That's that's a lot of money to pay per year for 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 rent? For, for four people living on 30k. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Well, what's your solution? Well, my solution would be that there is no solution. These problems are exacerbated by people in positions of power too willing to accommodate them. And and so the the horses left right, the barn. There's there's no way to say. Well, look, it, it's not really the city's responsibility to provide you housing. That's correct. When you put it in these terms, who isn't going to have a heart for a child? I right. can't help it. Right, right, I can't help it. But but where does where does uh, Mayor Melvin Carter is coming up with new ways to spend money every single day that have nothing to do with running a city <laughs> or its infrastructure. And it's nothing. It, you didn't you didn't state it um, clearly, but what you're saying is that even though it's not going to cost you additional money this year, it will eventually. Well, this all co- costs all taxpayers money because the housing trust fund wasn't created out of thin air. That's right. tax money. What Mayor Carter should be working on, and it doesn't cost a dime, is talking to these young mothers and young fathers about family life and about the family structure because that's where it has imploded. And the parents, the majority of parents, this is from my own experience, I won't tell you where or how, but they they send their kids to school and it's the teacher's problem to yeah. discipline, to do all well, that stuff. This is another example of the salon that, saying you're less than. This is another example of we look at you and we think you are not capable of discipline and personal right. responsibility. We're going to forgive your library fines and we're going to forgive you your broken taillight and we're going to forgive you your uh, uh, affair on the light rail and now we're going to forgive you uh, the responsibility to to make sure your rent payments are paid, and we'll step in and give you three hundred bucks a month for up to three years. And then when you when you couch all that in the in a, in a framework of we're really doing this so your child doesn't have to be uprooted four or five times a year, uh, it's hard to argue with that. What I want to know is why are you getting uprooted four or five times a year? I mean, there could be a variety of problems that cause that that have nothing to do with income. Right. It could and be behavior. It could be drugs. It could be criminal uh, behavior. It could be a variety of reasons why uh, you're suddenly being yanked out of your living room and saying, come on, we're moving down the block. Or it's, it it's could... heartbreaking, but they need to quit tiptoeing around, we're going to give you programs, we're going to do this. It, it doesn't. It, it, has to be, it has to be called out for what it is, and it's, it's family-based. Uh, how does that... Thirty thousand dollars, paying twelve thousand a year, and feeding four people. Well, can he? The, I mean, what's there's there's. But this is probably in addition to, and that lifestyle, Matt, is what leads to that disrespect and those horrible little rotten urchins being rotten little kids instead of good kids because they're being pulled all over the city, and every apartment or asshole they live in is worse than the last. And they are um, tough. They're they're brought just, up to be to just, be tough and it's 
it breaks your heart just to see really what yeah. these kids are going through because you know what? They're great kids, but they just don't have that. So what do we do, you two? What do we do? How do we deal with this? How do we change it? How do we make it? I told you. That's not, that isn't the answer there. That isn't. This isn't the answer, but the answer has long ago, long escaped us. This, this, this liberal closer you get to the country's tallest buildings behavior has added on layers and layers and layers of entitlement mentalities. And this is just an outgrowth of that. And there's no end to it. I don't see any end to it. I don't see any end to it. There isn't, and there's no quick fix. It's going to be, it's going to evolve to get better. But the right questions have to be asked, and the really harsh stands have to be taken. Now, otherwise, it won't work. I'm just learning. Also, the Washington County Sheriff's Department uh, are will take part in the lights out program. They're going to have the vouchers too. Okay, I got it. That's that's spreading. That mentality is spreading for broken. So what are you teaching? What are you signals? What are you teaching people? You're not teaching anything. You're teaching people to expect to be taken care of. And then there will not be any value in that when it's the expect. If you're on welfare and you get twelve blocks of cheese, you really don't. You know what? You might eat four, and the other eight get moldy. If you buy two blocks of cheese. That has value, and you're going to guard that and make sure that's yours. I don't know what the answer is. The answer is that uh, we have a mayor who's not governing the city. He's governing the city for only his personal constituency. It has nothing to do with people actually paying the bills. Meanwhile, that rotten little eight-year-old that's rotten because of his environment is only going to get worse with age. I mean, by the time he's 10, he's, he's... He's going to be a thug, and by the time he's 14, he's going to be in jail. What was it, case in point, the one we just referenced where he was raised by the um, the pastor, and he said, right. well, you got strike two, and he said, I lost him in high school. I, high think, sc- I, I haven't said anything yet, but I think part of the problem with this conversation was everybody who's talking about it makes it sound like all these families have something wrong with them. Well, they don't. And some of those people are just normal people who've fallen onto hard times, whatever. They're not True. all bad. They're not all true. Well, then, bad you're looking at a, then you're looking at a complete paradigm shift, and you're 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 a Bernie Sanders voter then. Uh, no. no. Well, you're no, looking no. at a complete paradigm shift in how people should approach paying their rent. Oh, I agree. No, I'm not saying I agree with this program. Oh. I'm just saying He's I, trying I to say not don't pinpoint. I wouldn't assume to... every one of these families that could take advantage of this are bad, or the parents are. I don't bad think. Or... I don't think anyone said that. I would think it's important to examine. The reasons why they're moving yes. from house to house to house. Sure. Yeah. And and what responsibility legit. the taxpayers have to continue to support that behavior, whatever it might found out be found out to be. Right. Right. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Let's visit the failed academy for a moment. All right. These uh, colleges have gone out of their way to create multiple layers of. Uh, diversity officers and uh, counselors and racial justice programs. and So how could this be? How could this take place, what I'm about to tell you? Mm-hmm. Michigan State, they have a gift shop, you know, the university gift shop. Right. Did you see this, Chad? I, I didn't, no. They have a, a Black History Month uh, gift available, and it's uh, hanging ornaments of prominent African-American figures from a decorative tree. And the uh, the uh, figures look like um, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, Harriet Tubman, and the Reverend Martin Luther King, and they're hanging from the tree by their necks. 
Are you, they appear to be. Wow. They Holy appear to be lynched. I almost swear they're. And, and they're on their. They're on the shelf next to the you know the Michigan State souvenir coffee mug, oh and God. some student noticed this. And normally, uh, you you would say, well, the student is just uh, looking for it to be a snowflake. Well, not in this case. How could this be? Oh my God! How could this oh, be? I just pulled it up. The when Christmas you when you have devoted when you have devoted uh, the reason you're a failed academy is that you've devoted uh, much of your administrative staff to preventing just this kind of thing. How could this happen? We I walked don't... into the gift shop and I see these little black figures and we look closely and I said, "What?" Davis Dunn told Michigan. Uh, station WLNS. She first posted a photo of the display Thursday. WLNS reported there were other display trees in the store that featured white figures, uh, which appeared to be supported by temporarily posted Facebook uh, photos of Abraham Lincoln and Beethoven uh, displayed in similar fashion. The image of black leaders hanging from a tree obviously takes a different historical context. I'm on the side of the students who are pointing this out. This is this is obscene. Wow. Yeah. How, okay, how, how can go- you make this mistake when you're when you claim that your whole reason for being at the university is to disabuse people of these notions. How could this happen? I don't know. Somebody's got to get canned. And do you see the blue the blue one that's right next to what would be Michelle Obama? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? It does it looks like the what is it the uh, Aunt Jemima. No, it, it's Harriet Tubman. Anyway. Harriet Tubman. Harriet okay. Tubman. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, geez, you can't have that. It's no, horrible. No. Whoever put that together really should be taken into diversity. Michigan training. State University officials called the exhibit at the Big Ten Schools Wharton Center inappropriate and in- insensitive. <laughs> no, it's kidding. colossally stupid. It, it's just beyond my comprehension. It's beyond my comprehension wow. how you can let this be done. Uh, you got to fire somebody. Who? Yeah, who's the employee that put that up without going? Mm-hmm. Boy, this is kind of uh, weird. Uh, they've they've had so much sensitivity training on these college campuses that for something like this to happen should indicate to you that you've got a really really big problem in your communications. This is this is not wow. tolerable. This is absolutely not tolerable. And there's and there's no mistaking it. There's no oh well they really don't look like they're hanging. The hell they they're don't. Hanging. They, they they're, hanging. Like they're hanging. They're, they're, like hanging. they're hanging. Definitely. Yeah. How can you be this stupid? What's the Billy Holiday song, John? Strange fruit. Yeah, strange fruit. Yep. Great song. Depressing as hell. Mm-hmm. We're gonna come back with uh Well wait a minute, I gotta tell you something first. Yeah, before you, you go, first. what are you gonna tell us about? Uh, just a minute, just a minute. This is going to be good stuff here. He's going he's gonna to segue into it, and he's really going to lay it down. Yeah. Right oh. before he does. There you go. Lay it down, clown. Yep. Hail the flashlight kid. Hail, Hail you. you. Joe, I wonder if you ever considered foghorning the word awesome. I, I have. I've, I've mentioned my pet peeve with the word awesome. When I get change, uh, when I pay someone, I have the correct change, and they say awesome. Damn, that's, that's awesome. That's not awesome. It's awesome. That's Here's not 73 awesome. cents. The Grand Canyon is awesome. Okay. That's not you awesome. You are so crusty. Right. Oh, jeez, Joe. Uh, <laughs> sending a note within my company's organization saying I'll complete a task before the end of the week was greeted with the reply, awesome. While I appreciate the recognition... It was just good work. It's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just as crusty right. as you. <laughs> a few years ago, I was lucky enough to road trip out the West Coast and back. I drove out, met the family for a week-long road trip to vacation between San Francisco and Portland. These are the awesome things I saw. Clear, dark, star-filled nights over Iowa. Sunrise over the wide-open prairie of Nebraska. Sunset at the end of the canyon near Glenwood Springs, Colorado. 
Capitol Reef in Utah, bristlecone pines over 2,000 years old in the shadow of Wheeler Peak, Great Basin National Park, sunset in Yosemite as seen from Taft Point. Wow. Stopping in the middle of Yosemite in the dark, seeing a sky so black that the Milky Way was clearly visible. Yeah. Watching my daughter gaze over the cold, foggy Pacific one morning. Sequoia and redwood trees so big they startled me as I realized how big what I was looking at is and watching the kids play among them. The blue water of Crater Lake so clear I could see 50 feet into its depths. The waterfalls of the Columbia River Gorge and the kids playing in their pools. The canyons of Glacier National Park. Wide open valleys full of bison and badlands. These are awesome. Calling a promise to complete a report by Friday is awesome. Diminishes these examples of God's handiwork. I don't think they're diminished yes, at they all. Are. The, menis- the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake I have made in visiting the national parks is starting too late in life. But it's never too late to start. Thanks for a great program. I'm going to miss you when you take your two weeks road trip this summer, Frank the Woodcutter. Yeah, I don't like uh, the word awesome. I might foghorn it because uh, it's it's misused. I'll it's misused. I'll try to do better. That's one that I use way too much. Well, you're wrong much. to use it. You, you're, just, <laughs> I, I, you're wrong. You re- do you have any idea how hard it is for me not to say scary? Because no, I, know it's how, I know it I, is. I know. And I've really tried yep. to work it out of the lexicon, and it's difficult. Let's come back with a little Johnny Height. <laughs> All right, but first, let me talk to you about a little awesome here. Jack's Cafe, <laughs> located in northeast hey, Minneapolis. Hey, 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 do I have to have reservations for Friday night? I'm taking the family to Jack's. I would recommend recommend uh, would recommend reservations for tell a Friday night. Tell them who night. you are. Drop a little name. Just tell them you're the rookie. You'll get the treatment. I will. Then send me the bill. I will. Uh, Jack's Cafe. Okay, paid. we're going to use the word awesome i would say their food is superb i would say the ambiance is superb since we're not going to use awesome today even though i think it's awesome and if you are planning a private party office party family party wedding it's never too early to book them for christmas parties because they really really sell out fast call them i'll give you the I phone number about christmas it just happened I know, but you got to plan way ahead. The this election's ahead, just around huh? the corner. This far ahead. If you're going to have an election party, because I know the election is very close, call Jack's Cafe, jaxcafe.com, 612-789-7297. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep, hold yep, on, yep. What do you got? On. I didn't have my pen. Go the, on. 612-789-7297. Okay, hold on. 612-789-7297. If you missed it, go to com. Just remember, folks, all you need to do is call them for the reservations. Take a look at the backyard patio and remember that the GL VIP rookie menu is not valid for Valentine's Day. Here's so. what I'm going to do, though. I, I always make my reservations under an assumed name yeah. because people call and cancel them for me yeah. under my name. Here's I can give you Trump. a Suchi's number over at the Lex, too, if you need that, and I'll pick up the tab over there. All right, thank you. We'll be uh, 612-789-7297. <laughs> Billy Kozlak, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Who dis? Mr. G.D. Lake. Nice left. What? Here's John Hype. Thank you, Joe. 
Authorities say there has been another arrest now in connection to the death of Monique Baugh. She's the Minneapolis realtor who was murdered. 38-year-old Shantae Berry was arrested early Wednesday morning, booked into the Hennepin County Jail on probable cause murder. She has not yet been formally charged. Three other people have been charged in connection to the incident, Cedric Lamont Berry and Barry Davis. Both face one count of second-degree murder and one count of kidnapping. Elsa Segura has also been charged with one count of kidnapping. Baugh was abducted on New Year's Eve while showing a home in Maple Grove. An hour later, officers responded to the 1300 block of Russell Avenue North after a shot spotter report. Ball was found with multiple gunshot wounds and duct tape around one of her wrists. She was pronounced dead a short time later. A false evacuation alert was sent to residents in several northern Minnesota counties Wednesday morning. That according to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, the message was sent to residents in Aitken, Carlton, Cass, Pine, and St. Louis counties. The Itasca County Sheriff's Department also reported residents in the county received the message. It was part of an internal weekly test of the system. Uh, it was not meant to be delivered to the public. Evacuating from what? Uh, it didn't say. It just said leave. Basically, hell out. They Shelter out. out of place. DPS confirmed authorities are investigating how the uh, message was delivered to the public. Star Tribune reporting a policy fellow for Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, whose story of incarceration helped influence criminal justice reform in recent years, has been charged with selling drugs and illegally possessing a gun. Hmm. Police say they pulled over 28-year-old Keegan Rollink for running a stop sign late Sunday, searched his car after smelling marijuana. They found 40.6 grams of cocaine, $2,200 in cash, and a loaded 9mm handgun in a backpack. Police also found a digital scale and a notebook with a list of handwritten names under the title OMI, according oh, to the complaint. What a jackass. Rolink has been working 30 hours a week for Fry since January on policy issues related to wow. economic inclusion and real estate. He is suspended pending the outcome of the case. Mayor said he learned about Rolink's arrest Monday, a day before Rolink was scheduled to appear alongside the mayor at a public event. Fry said, I was gutted, totally gutted. If the allegations are true, the disappointment is cavernous. Rolink is facing felony charges and violation of probation. He posted bail Tuesday night. Military veteran who was denied use in her workplace of a service animal by her Twin Cities employer at the time has won $75,000 in a settlement brokered by state human rights officials. The agreement announced Wednesday by the Department of Human Rights includes not only payment to 34-year-old Laura Ritt to cover lost income, damages, and legal fees, but imposes several policy and training requirements of Marathon Petroleum Corporation, which employed Ritt at its St. Paul Park refinery until November. Spokesman for the refinery declined to field questions Wednesday about the settlement, but the company objected in response to Ritt's request and made no admission of wrongdoing in reaching that agreement. She had been hired as an administrative assistant in December 2014, soon after being honorably discharged as a staff sergeant with the Minneapolis-based 934th Airlift Wing Air Force Reserve. She's had her departure from the refinery was with, uh, in mutual agreement with management, and she since has been looking for work. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton, whom the GOP-controlled Senate declined to summon during the impeachment trial, now likely will be summoned by the House Judiciary Committee to testify, according to the panel's chairman. Representative Gerald Nadler said, I think it's likely, yes, when you have a, quote, lawless president, you have to bring that to the fore and you have to spotlight that. Bolton is believed, uh, Bolton, excuse me, is believed to have first-hand knowledge of Trump's dealings with Ukraine, reportedly saying in a forthcoming book, 
that the president withheld military aid as he lobbied the country to conduct investigations into Democrats, including Vice President Joe Biden, that would benefit his reelection. He's the one with the big funny-looking soup duster, right? Nadler? Uh, Bolton. Bolton is, yes. Bolton is, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah said Wednesday he will vote to convict President Trump of abuse of power, making him the first Republican to support removing the president for his bid to pressure Ukraine. Speaking slowly and deliberately from the Senate floor Wednesday morning, Romney, who appeared to choke up at the beginning of his statement, said his decision was made out of an inescapable conviction that my oath before God demanded it. He said the president was guilty of an appalling abuse of public trust. He said in an interview before his speech he would vote against the second article of impeachment, obstruction of Congress, arguing that House Democrats had failed to exhaust their legal options. But he said that Democrats had proven the first charge, that the president had misused his office for his own personal gain. In its 26th year, the Basilica Block Party appears to be taking a new approach by aiming for a younger, indie-oriented crowd this summer. Hmm. Uh, this year's headliners are Sylvan Esso on July 10th, and uh, Local Boys Hippocampus on July 11th. Sylvan Esso is an emo, electro-pop husband and wife duo from North Carolina. Only have two albums out, but a lot of uh, upcoming festival dates, including Bonnaroo and Lightning in a Bottle. Uh, Twin Cities pop experimenters Hippocampus have been a local mainstay since their days at St. Paul Conservatory for Performing Arts in 2013. Uh, Joining Esso on July 10th will be Dermot Kennedy, Way's Blood, Courtney Marie Andrews, Jade Bird, Tash Sultana, and Sharon Van Etten. The only ones I've heard of so far are Hippocampus. Can you describe them to me? I can't. The local state. Oh, Hippocampus? Hippocampus? Yeah. Oh, Oh, real poppy and... uh, 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 Suicide Saturday was their big... Great hooks, and uh, I I like them a lot. And they appear, yeah, from their latest stuff, they appear to be growing a bit, which is really nice. Traditional, guitar-based, drums. Jangly kind of indie. indie, All right. Uh, tickets priced at sixty bucks for one day, a hundred and ten bucks for two days, go on sale this Friday. And they're fairly good lyricists too. They, uh, yeah, they're not just I lost my baby at the door. You know, they're pretty deep. Never heard that reference. <laughs> I lost my baby. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Feeling the There's nothing wrong with blues lyrics, you idiots. Oh, I know, but you know, if you don't wake up in the morning, you don't got a song. <laughs> Shortest blues true. song ever. That's true. Well said, Joe. I didn't wake up this morning. <laughs> didn't wake up this morning. That's like the shortest horror movie ever. Hey, yo, what's going on in your basement? Ain't none of my business. I feel you. That's done. I have no, I have no idea. Where'd you that steal that from? I was on Twitter. The shortest horror movie ever. Hey, yo, what's going on in your basement? Ain't none of my business. I feel you. Roll the credits. Conservative activist, former football coach, and part-time pastor Dave Dobbenmeyer spent most of his past the Salt Live webcast yesterday threatening to sue the National Football League for... What do you the halftime show. The halftime show. Oh, That's correct. Really? He said they showed it and he's suing because they jeopardized his eternal salvation. I don't oh. think so, Bill. Oh, oh, he's calling into question his faith now after viewing that? I love Royce's line. I missed it. Does that mean I missed only a venial sin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, what was his name? Dobbenmeyer said, I think we ought to sue. Without what was this show called? Something assault? Uh, past the salt line. Oh, past the salt. Past the I thought, salt. I thought it was an assault as in a weapon. Uh, I think we ought to sue, he said. Would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG? Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there? 
any warning that what he was going to see might cause him to get sexually excited. There's a great oh. video on Twitter of a kid, 10, 12-year-old kid, watching the halftime yeah, performance. And this is when Jimmy lost interest in Legos. Right. <laughs> right. Matthew, you remember I Dream of Jeannie? Whoa! Oh, Whoa. boy. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. I, uh, what was it again? I Dream of Jeannie. Jeannie, yep. yeah. Uh, David Meyer said she I, would do anything he asked, and that dumb <laughs> and he never boob, asked that dumb oh. boob never he asked. He never asked. I screamed at him every day. Right, hey Jeannie, <laughs> I think we ought to sit down in a courtroom. He said, present this as evidence of how whoever put on the halftime show is keeping me from getting into the kingdom. Well, of this heaven. guy's a moron. Oh, he, I think he's having fun, isn't he? No, I he don't know. Like an idiot. I went to his website. I don't think he's, he's serious. Fun. I think oh. he's, uh, he's serious. Oh, well, that's yeah. unfortunate. I just want to know what the line is. That's all. I just want to know what the line is. Well, there was there has been a great uh, thing going around uh, tweet, Twitter and Facebook where it has shots from half the shows on TV every week that are far more oh, yeah. <laughs> gratuitous yeah. than yeah. what uh, we saw on the halftime show. Uh, I have a cool story here, okay? This is a sweet story, Kenny. I'm sorry. I hope, you don't, right. I hope you don't mind. Uh, no, go ahead. Keone Ching is from Vancouver, Washington, eight years old. With his handmade keychains that go for five bucks each, he raised over $4,000 to erase the lunch debt of students from his school and six other schools. Mm. Oh, Why would oh. I get down on this? Well, you, 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 I like you, kids. You, I know. Well, that's true. You, and you, he's helping out. You he's proved a, in that last story, Joe, had how, what a liberal you were. I didn't realize. So. He's a good kid. <laughs> you know what? I'm Just do your dumb story, you old creep. Look up uh, for me the, who the governor of Michigan is. It's Gretchen somebody. Go ahead, Jim. Yep, she was uh, the response last night. It all started because Keone wanted to do something special for Kindness Week at his school, Benjamin Franklin Elementary. With his mom, April, and dad, Barry, by his side, he thought about projects that would reflect kindness. He says he was inspired by San Francisco 49ers player Richard Sherman. The quarterback donated more than $27,000 to cover students' lunch debt. Uh, Keone, for the record, says he's not a Niners fan. He's a Dolphins fan. He said he decided to make keychains, and they're pretty cool. They had pictures of them. He said he did it because I love keychains, and they look good on my backpack. Once word of it all got out, people started sending in requests and money for custom keychains. April, the mom, said we've sent keychains to Alaska, Rhode Island, Minnesota, Arizona, all over the country. One lady wanted 100 bucks worth of keychains wow. so she could hand them out to people. This kid's an entrepreneur. Uh, Keone made and sold more than 300 keychains. He delivered a $4,015 check to Franklin Elementary last week. Of that amount, 1000 goes to the school to pay off $500 lunch debt and for any future debt incurred by students. The rest will go to six other nearby schools who will get 500 bucks each to clear their own lunch debts. He says he doesn't know how much or he doesn't know much about the politics of America's lunch debt problem, but he knows one thing. It makes the world a better place when you, you help know what, people. You know what he should do is he should send a check to Sushere, whose taxes go up every five minutes. Gretchen Whitmere, is it <laughs> Nothing. Whitmere? Nothing. Whitmere uh, gave the response, the Democratic response last night to the State of the Union speech. She's the governor of Michigan, and I don't know what made me think of this, but I meant to make a note of it, so apparently I caught myself in time to make a note of it. She was, uh, in her remarks, she began her remarks, I'm paraphrasing, uh, by saying, you know, we really should be all in this together, and uh, she's a Democrat, obviously. And she saluted a guy in Michigan who took it upon himself to fix the potholes in his street. Okay. And I said to myself, "Lady, you don't—you're not even aware of your own irony. You, 
Yeah. You're supposed to do you're, this you're is what you yourself. are supposed to have taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it completely escaped her, which tells me that she's probably a resident of the salon. Yeah. And it wasn't this quaint that we have a citizen among us who went to the garage and got his own shovel and was pitching it. No, where's your public works crew? That's a lost art in this country's public works. Yep. Yeah. So she was saying I didn't do my I job. Love, I didn't so, do my job, so, and I'm really glad yeah. that this guy did. I right. thankfully just love your ability to take a heartwarming positive yeah. and turn it into a negative. Yeah, that's, that's my, why. That's why, that's why, why I'm the so, mayor. That's, that's why, why I love you so much. I'll tell you what's positive: fourteen <laughs> kinds of summer sausage. Yeah, huh? wild yeah. rice, cheddar, dill pickle, garlic, cranberry, wild rice. Jalapeno, hot pepper cheese. Okay, ma'am. This is at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Pre-made, oven-ready meatloaf. How does that sound on a cold, cold winter day? New brat, a beer cheese brat, pork, beer cheese, cheese curds, bacon, green onion, cheddar cheese, steaks, chops, chicken, smoked salmon, ham, bacon, burgers. Stop. It's just fascinating. And 130 different flavors of lean pork Brats, which must be grilled, not boiled. They'll give you every kind of tip you could ever want at the city desk there at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Uh, also, uh, they got a little something for Fido, too. You want to throw the dog a bone? They got it. They got pig's ears for dogs and smoked dog bones. And if you're, uh, if you're in the kitchen making soup, how about oxtails, beef shanks, pork hocks, fresh and smoked, and pork neck bones. This is a, a one-stop shopping center for uh, Garage Editions. This is the best meat store in the world, and they're gaining attention all around the world. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Okay. Um, I've been, I have been—I don't know if you've noticed, I've been very distracted checking, yeah, what are you uh, doing? checking my uh, phone uh, because I'm convinced that Fratelloni, Mike Fratelloni, is going to call me and tell me that I had a wonderful, wonderful idea yesterday, and he's going to buy this shuttered uh, oh, a hardware store. Hardware Hank and Hamlin. Hamlin. Set up a GL studio, a NAC hardware store, maybe a bar. And, Still waiting, uh, huh? I don't know, a hot tub, a, maybe a shooting range <laughs> in the basement. Frat would love that. I'm telling you, he would love that. I'm just, I'm waiting for the phone to ring, Frat. You want his number? Uh, <laughs> you better not. You better not. I'll tell you, if you're looking for a great number of podcasts to listen to, garagelogic.com has got you covered. Go to garagelogic.com. You can check out all of the podcasts that you may have missed. Or maybe you started listening a couple months ago. We've got a whole slew of podcasts that will entertain you and inform you. Check them all out at garagelogic.com. You can also check out PodMN on your phone app to listen to podcasts like Johnny Heights, Fret Club, or maybe Rookie's Table Talk, garagelogic.com and podmn.com.